Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another Inspirational Monday. And today we're going to be talking about Broken Broken. See, because I have so many new people who are tuning in, I, big fans out there in the Philippines, um, the Netherlands, lots of different places in America. Um, again, Clifton, New Jersey. You guys may have heard this story before because you guys have been long. You guys standing there with me for a long time. So big shout out to you guys. Love you guys like I do my next breath. Uh, but we got to talk about like inspiration, man, guys. And two man, oh man, oh man. You know when I first landed in Nakonsi Tamarat. This is after I sk- I tiptoed my way out of a job that was absolutely horrendous. And the Irish teacher had taken me to the minivan depot, and I took a minivan into Bangkok. I guess ironically, not ironically, but co- I wouldn't say coincidentally either. But uh, I met a lady who I used to work with a year prior in Kings Cross in Australia. So she's from New Zealand, but she's been working in Australia and living in Australia for decades. You know what I mean? She's just been there for a while, and. Uh, I saw her for that night, we went out, drank a mojito, I don't know if my shit was laced, or it had like 5 million tons of alcohol, but next thing you know, I'm over here just completely, just drunk off my face, it was so funny. Uh, but nonetheless, man, I ended up going to the south, I took an airplane, and I went to the south of Thailand, and I was so grateful because, again, I was leaving a bad job... But I only had, I still remember, I only had about 30,000 baht left, which is about 1,000 US dollars, right? Now, I was already guaranteed a job, but I had to show up and show them, hey, you know what, I'm the real deal. So I went there and, you know, uh, my first job was only paying me 18,000 baht, which is uh, 600 US dollars. So this job was going to be paying me 1,000 US dollars, right? So I told them... That I made one thousand U.S. dollars at my other job, so I would like to make that same salary. And they're like, "Okay," but if I had told them I only made eighteen thousand baht, they'd be like, "Okay." You see what I mean, guys? Always know your self worth. So here I am. We start working probably around October tenth. Now, out there in America, you get paid weekly. It takes about two weeks to get your first check. It all depends what type of job you have. If you have a state job, if you have a dental temp agency, there's a lot of different things. Um that do play in the balances of you getting your first check. So then comes like November 1st, and I'm so excited, and I go to, you know, Yupin, who was the officer at the time, and I'm like, hey, so today's the paycheck, so you are going to pay me, you know, this amount of money. And I'm like, dude, I kind of need that money too. She's like, oh, no, you're not getting paid until the end of November. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, like, like you started October 10th, I understand that, but you're not going to get any money until the end of November. You don't get paid until November just because we don't pay for like a third of the, uh, a, like a second, well, I don't know, two thirds of the month. We're just going to add that on to your November. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, to be honest with you, Pina, I, I just don't have that much money left. You know, I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm living in the south of Thailand. Yes, it's much cheaper. Just as it is out there in Korat. That's why I like living out there too. I just have to battle all the fucking mosquitoes and dogs and shit. Uh, but nonetheless, let's stay focused. Stay focused. And she's like, if you need any money, make sure you, you can borrow money from the English department. 
And I'm like, okay, so her name was Tichirasi. She was very, very nice in the beginning, ended up being an old wench at the end. But she helped me a lot. She helped me incredibly because she didn't have to give me that loan. It was only like $200 loan. And I said, hey, I'm going to pay you back. You already know when I get my money. And so, again, I mentioned another teacher by the name of Teacher Pachari at one point, right? And I put her, I think this is about two weeks ago. And I was talking about going to the border, leaving this job, all that good stuff. But the inspiration of today, she was like, Arsenio, don't worry. I'm going to have some students Tuesday and Thursday. We're going to get you some residual income. You only have to pay for your gas and pay for food, which is extremely cheap. It's like a dollar a plate. Uh, so your meals should be no more than $5 a day. You'll be able to live off that and this and that. Just so many things were going through my mind. I'm like, well, I got no best friend. Of course, I already told you guys about Elisa. She comes and goes. At this time, of course, me battling a lot of things that were happening in my life. She's all, she's never there. She's never there. So that's why I don't consider her a friend anymore. Andre, I don't know where the fuck he was in the world. But I didn't have anyone that had my back. And so... The inspiration is, during these tough times, I began with the end in my mind. Because I had to keep doing those border runs every two weeks, guys. So when your visa ends, you have to hurry up and go to the border. Two weeks, okay? Come back, two-week border. Now, remember, seven years ago, it was okay. You can no longer do that now. And so... Back then, I'm like, oh, man, how much is this van? Oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm over here just freaking out all over the place. And I'm just saying to myself, like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. And I remember I went to the border. I can't remember. I still have it in my old passport. But when I went to that border, it was like uh, November 13th, I believe. And so I went around. When you go to the border, guys, it's pretty easy, right? Um, uh, a motorcycle guy standing there, wave him down. I'm like, hey, you turn. And they're like, okay, I already understand what that that means. So basically you get checked out of Thailand. You go to the Malaysia border. You get checked in and then you wrap around. You come back in and then you come back into the Thai border. So it's crazy as hell. I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. But for anyone who lives out here in Thailand, no, you guys don't even know. You guys don't even listen to me here. So, uh, but I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I really don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's similar to the Texas, uh, what is it? I don't know what that last town is before you go into Ciudad Juarez out there in uh, Mexico. But um, maybe it's something similar. Maybe, maybe, but... Again, within 5 to 10 minutes, I go out and I come back into Thailand. So I remember looking down at my passport one time. And remember, keep in mind, every Saturday I had to spend a full day going to this place. So three hours to a place called Hot Yai. Hot Yai, another 45 minutes to Sadao, which is the border. Hurry up and come back another four hours. I leave at 7 a.m. I come back at about 6 to 7 p.m. It's a full day. And it's just, it was just so annoying. But I remember looking at my, my, my you know, the, the, the stamp. And then it said, okay, November 13th. But then it said December 13th. And I'm like, huh? And so I went back. I said, what happened? I said, oh, no, uh, the government just uh, made it no longer. It's no longer. You no longer get two days from these specific countries. You get a month now. And I'm like, Oh my god, I remember I walked in KFC with a big ass smile on my face and said, yeah, baby, I got my shit. <sighs> I didn't have to go there anymore. Guys, I'm going to tell, like t- tell you like I told everyone. When I got that, 
$1,500. I think it was about $1,500. I can't remember. Uh, should have been about like a little bit more than that. But when I got that money, that lump sum of money, I'm like, oh my God, I am so happy. I remember buying Hennessy. It was right before Christmas. The best part about this is that, you know, by the time December, the end of December came around, boom, here goes another big set of money. Another 1000 And I'm like, wow, I feel so good. Because there's nothing like being broke and mentally broken. You know, of course, you know, go, the ensuing year, the year right after that, that ended up being the most difficult year of my life. But that inspiration, this inspiration is like, you're going to have to just look in the mirror. You're going to have to look in the mirror and look at that reflection and ask yourself how bad you want it. You guys see all these motivational videos of people trying to, you, you know, I remember there was a video probably about nine years ago. There was a homeless guy who was trying to gather up all these pennies to go into a boxing gym and start training for a fight. Uh, sure enough, he got all the pennies. He, you know, gave him everything. The guy threw a towel at him. It was a motivational video, probably one of the very first on YouTube about nine years ago. I remember because I was living in Australia and I used that so I could battle the inner demons that I was experiencing out there in regards to trying to adapt myself to born personality, non-personality having motherfuckers. But I looked myself in that mirror and I said, Arsenio... Boy, I had $10 in my name at one point. $10. This is why there were very stressful times during COVID, like in April. But then there were very exciting times. Because I already knew, okay, once June comes, all right, I'm going to Kota. I'm going to have to pay this visa, pay this, pay that. But I'm going to have a lump sum of crazy money coming in. And I was just, I'm really, really excited about that. You know, just super excited about that. Because I'm like, you know what? It's going to be all right. But what I got to do is just battle this gauntlet. Pay the rent. Pay the rent. Rent visa and an extra rent and, and a deposit. And because those women up there in the upcountry, they helped me so much. And then a girl, an unsung hero, she came in and she said, hey, Arsenio, I'm here. I'm ready to learn. I said, oh my gosh, she has risen from the dead. I could not believe it. Kim Kim was back. No, she didn't help me, but she just made me say, oh, I can finally breathe now. That was one of the greatest feelings ever. But at the same time, I knew that I was capable. I'm more than capable. Now, given the fact that everything has already opened up back here, I'm just telling you guys, man, like... Things are going to start closing again. Things are going to reopen, close, reopen, close, depending on what country you're in, depending on what type of government you have. But that inspiration is literally having your own backbone. You guys might have family. You guys are probably saying to yourself, man, I ain't got to worry about this or that. That's because you have a net. But when you make it non-negotiable, everything that you're passionate about and everything that you love and everything that your parents told you not to do or you get all this resistance saying don't do it. When you make it, when you make your life goals non-negotiable, that's when things get very fucking interesting. I had ten dollars in my name. My mom, she there was no talking to my mom. I had already sent her a letter saying "fuck you." My mom is broke as a joke. She is, she has the one of the most relentless poverty mindsets ever. It's not her fault. It's just what she's been taught. Now, is my grandma poor? No. My aunt, she has the best of, uh, in my entire family, 
my mom's side and my immediate family. She has the best job of them all, and they just try milking her every time she comes to Las Vegas. Did she end up having that poverty mindset? No, no, she didn't. But and she's the only one that encourages me out here. Me and my beautiful grandma, those two. My aunt and my grandma, they're the only ones saying, Come on, come on, Arsenio, you got it, baby. Come on, come on. Just like bull whipping the shit out of me. My immediate family, they couldn't give a fuck about me. And they sure as hell wouldn't give a fuck about me when I had only $10 in my account. Guys, you don't understand. The struggle was real. But God, going back and looking at some of these moments, I'm going to have to just make a massive book. And it sucks because what's going to happen? I'm going to have to like write the book and get like an editor and a ghostwriter to like look over everything. Because I want to make sure I write it not in the Queen's English or anything, but things that young children can relate to. I want to relate this more to young children than adults. Like I could really give a damn about adults. Adults, I'd, I'd do my speaking with. But children in the future generations, knowing that, don't take anything for granted. Don't take a goddamn, for gra- a goddamn thing for granted. Sure, my mom could go by and, you know, click a couple likes on Facebook, but never has she ever messaged me and said, let's get on a call and talk. We haven't seen each other in seven years. She doesn't give a fuck. Look at COVID. She doesn't give a fuck. My family, they don't give a fuck. And this is why making my backbone, that net, so powerful and indestructible, because I know if I fall through that, I will fall forever and I'm finished. Ooh, boy. That's why I'd have to say I'm one of the most powerful people in this, on this goddamn planet. Everyone else is powerful in their own right. I know people out there in Somalia and Ethiopia trekking across, trekking across crazy-ass deserts to go to school. I've seen that on YouTube. You guys, are, you guys are my inspiration. My folks out there in Peru, you guys are my inspiration. My folks out there in Bolivia, you guys are my inspiration. Because you guys go through the most insurmountable amount of physical pain to get to another place. Because you know if you don't, you die. I'm telling you guys that right now. If I was in the South and I ran out of money, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I even going to get back to Bangkok to hurry up and contact the embassy to try to get a, a free repatriation fight you know, back to like America? And then when I get to America, who do I have? Who the fuck do I have? I don't have anyone. Andre, he don't give a fuck. He wouldn't allow me to stay with him. I wouldn't stay with him in no way. I'd be homeless. I'm telling you guys, man. This is, this is why I live in such a do-and-die situation. And that's what you have to look at life as. When you're going after your goals, look at it as you have to do this no fucking matter what. If you don't, you will fail. That's the way you have to approach this. So, guys, that's your inspiration for today. I'm your host, as always. Stay tuned for more over and out.